Welcome to Top Advisor Marketing, where you will learn how to become a prolific online influencer, attract more ideal clients, and grow your practice. Brought to you by Top Advisor Podcasting, a done-for-you podcasting solution built just for trusted advisors. And now, your co-hosts of Top Advisor Marketing, Kirk Lowe and Matt Halloran. Hello and welcome to another Top Advisor Marketing Podcast. We are still live at the SEI Something Summit. Do you know what this is called? SAC, Select Advisor Conference. We should know that. We should because we've been here for two days now. Uh, My guest is Julie Littlechild, if you don't recognize her voice. And if you don't recognize her voice, that means you haven't been paying attention to what's going on in the world. And uh, this is the second time Julie's been on the show. Actually, technically third because of... Oh, no. I didn't interview you and Steve at the same time. We should do that sometime. It's all very confusing. Yeah, well, that's all right. We have not had enough coffee this morning, but I'm super (laughs) excited because you're going to talk about something that I probably have more knowledge about than I should because we sold you and sold this system that you're bringing back when I was at peak. That's right. We sold the heck out of it. I know. And that people was wonderful. loved it. Yeah. So, uh, Julie, a little child, uh, show, so let's uh, talk about your official title real yep. quick, and then let's talk about this. Absolutely. I'm the founder of Absolute Engagement, short and sweet. Yeah. AbsoluteEngagement.com is the website? That is. Okay. If you haven't connected with Julie on social media, it's just Julie Little Child. Like at LinkedIn, please, please, please be on there. And also in your, your podcast? Yeah, the Becoming Referrable podcast. Yeah, that uh, you do with Stephen Which Wershing. I do with Stephen Wershing, yeah. and that's at becomingreferrable.com, yeah. as you can imagine. And it is wonderful. For those of you who really, truly want to run a referral-based business, you have to listen to this podcast. It's magnificent. They have a great chemistry. They bring on okay guests. Well, we had you, and that really brought down the <laughs> average. Did. But other than really that, well. it's been pretty good. <laughs> All <laughs> <I> right. <just. laughs> All right, so let's talk about what you're bringing back. So client feedback is coming back. Uh, look, I have been a, a proponent of gathering client feedback for, for as long as I can remember in this industry. And we had the program that you referenced for many years through my previous company. We stepped away from it to focus on some research and some other activities. But we're back because it's so, I think it's so important. There is a gap in the market. And I had a lot of time to think about what I would do differently if we could do it again. So I'm so excited about it. Okay, well, what did you do differently? Because the system before was really quite remarkable. Well, thank you. And so the key differences, and, and maybe I can step back and just say, I mean, the whole program is really designed for an advisor who needs some support. So we guide them through the process of selecting the right questions that fit for their business because it's different from Mm -hmm. one to the next. And we manage the whole process for them. And then the real magic is on the back end where we give them the analytics, we drive it down to client level and so on and so forth. So it's kind of a turnkey solution. The big areas that I wanted to focus on were, one, we've learned a thing or two about Mm -hmm. engagement, right? I've continued to do investment research, Mm -hmm. have gone deeper into the drivers of engagement, and that suggested some new questions that advisors might consider asking. So we refreshed the question bank. Hmm. Some things were working, but we added to that. We completely modernized the interface on the survey side. Technology has changed so much. So when your clients click on that survey, it's a really nice, slick, clean interface, and we can make use of a lot of that. And then on the back end, that was the third big change. What we wanted to do was make the connection between data and action tighter, if you will. So 
even visually, everything is about what's your objective, here's the data you need, mm-hmm. and then here's a step-by-step action plan to take. So we really flesh that out. But so we'll start there and work backwards. So the action plan aspect of it, which was something you did have mm-hmm. with the first iteration yep. of this, my advisors found so valuable and wildly eye-opening. So do you have to do any sort of counseling? I mean, because you're talking about it's a step-by-step and you hold their hand. Yeah. But how many of them go to you and say, oh my God, is it a lot of people who say, like, I didn't know this or wow, I feel bad that I missed this or help me with that. I want to uncover that a little bit more. Yeah, I think the biggest comments are that they can't believe how much insight they get. So a lot of people go into feedback thinking, okay, I think I do a good job and clients are going to tell me they're satisfied, which is probably true. I mean, I hope that's true at any rate. But what they're amazed at is when we can dig deeper and we can say, well, here are your referral opportunities. Here's your, here are the service opportunities. We're not trying to fix your business, but what's really important to your clients and how can you take that up a notch? That's the kind of stuff where they're like, wow, it's so rich. And And look, they acknowledged even without that, it was a good thing to do, right? Right. Asking your clients for feedback, not a bad idea. But yeah, it's amazing what gets uncovered. I remember the first client who purchased your services when I was at Peak, and you had done some training with us Mm -hmm. to help them interpret some of the results. I would say that I was okay at it. But I remember looking at the report and saying to the advisor, oh my God. Look at like the opportunities, yeah. especially I, this was a while ago. It was only 10 years ago, oh, eight probably, years ago. Yeah. Okay. And one of the big things was insurance opportunities, yeah. multi-generation opportunities, teaching my kids about money, blah, blah, blah. blah. Mm-hmm. And the advisor's like, boy, I don't even talk about insurance. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, Surprise. that's millions of dollars of opportunity there. Wow. And that's really the connection that you're highlighting is the ability to then drive it down to the client level, mm-hmm. right? So we make name optional. We okay. get about three quarters of names on average, I would say. So instead of just seeing 20% of your clients said they're interested in insurance, it's Mary Smith right. is interested in insurance. Now that's a conversation that you yeah. can have, right? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to play devil's advocate sure. here. Aren't we surveyed to death? Like I I go to a restaurant and they're like, please fill out the survey and win $500. How do you help with that? How do you overcome that? Now, mind you, yours is a real survey Mm -hmm. that actually has real data and really, really good. And the way that you position it is different. So would you mind actually starting there? Let's talk about how does an advisor open this conversation and, and get those clients to fill out the survey. Yeah, so that opening email that they send is really important. Okay. And we guide them through that whole process, give them a sample a letter that they can send or email that they can send. And it's really, yeah, I think there's two things that make it different from the restaurant or I just bought a fridge or whatever it is and you get that survey. One is that your clients actually care about this service. Mm. It's important to them. My fridge, I mean, it's important, but let's face it, not a big part of my life. And so when people care, they're just infinitely more likely to participate. But the setup that you mentioned is also important. So that letter says, look, here's why we're doing this. It's Mm -hmm. for you, Mm -hmm. right? It's about how I can serve you better. Mm -hmm. And when it's positioned through the eyes of the client, then then they feel good about that. And we get response rates, uh, on average, about 40%, which is like crazy yeah. high. Mm-hmm. I mean, some people might not realize, but I mean, you can get like 1% on surveys. Yes. So it's, I think they care and they feel engaged in it and they want to contribute. 
so talk about some of the, would you give us a question that you changed, like from where it was and where it is now, just to give everybody an example? Yeah, so some of the questions that we included, it wasn't a change so much as an addition, okay. came out of our last uh, high net worth investor study, and it was the idea of guidance being the number one driver of engagement. So when rather than just being smart and being mm -hmm. credentialed and being able to get good performance when you start talking to investors about my advisor guides me to either create my goals or keep me on track or help me with spending discipline all of those sorts of things then we call that guidance so we've included some questions that really get at do the clients feel like they are being guided okay and so it's more things like that where the questions relate to engagement and then we can say look these are really important for you to understand we've also just gone deeper hmm. for example one of the most common questions that we recommend is have you provided a referral, yes. right? That number one biggest opportunity you're mm -hmm. going to get. But we've included a follow-up question that says, have you provided a referral in the last 12 months? If no, why? Why? And now we understand I just didn't meet anyone. Mm -hmm. There's some issue now. Wow, now you've got some data to say, okay, let's try to tailor our approach based on what's going on. So mm -hmm. those are some examples of where we're just going a little deeper. You do a crap ton of research, and I know that's a very that is, quantifiable. That is the official term, actually. It's, you're a data scientist. I, I am. Aren't I really you? am. Uh, yeah. So going to your data scientist, yes. right? This is all based off that, right? So yeah. this isn't just whimsical stuff. I mean, you have companies who hire you specifically because of your research. Where did that come from? I don't think I ever asked you that before, yeah. and I'm interested in that. Part of it is me. Like, I need to have evidence to feel okay. comfortable talking about what I'm talking about. I'm just not that person who can go, hey, I think I think this is a good idea. Mm -hmm. Therefore, you should think it's a good idea. Mm -hmm. So it's been a big part. So way back when I first started the company, one of the first things we did was reports like the anatomy of the referral and the economics of loyalty. And I just started going out, surveying a thousand investors every year. And that began to inform not just our feedback, but our whole training programs sure. and everything that we do. So I just, I'm just a believer in the data. Huh. How do people get access to that data? Like, I don't know if I know how to even yeah, access that. Yeah, well, it, it does change a little year to year. In fairness, okay. I used to write a big report every okay. year and, and put it out. And so, and I may start doing that again, in fairness. But often it's sponsored. Okay. And so it comes out. So, for example, this year, the Investments and Wealth Institute sponsored majority of the study. And they're going to be releasing that at their annual conference, which okay. happens at the beginning of May. So okay. there's going to be a, a nice in-depth report on some of the drivers of being an exceptional advisor is how they're positioning it. Okay. So, yeah. And we'll, I have to get better, I got to tell you, at releasing more of our, of our sure. data more often. I was talking to a couple of people about you because mm. I was re actually referring them to you. And you. Um, the amount of research that I know that you've done, especially for SEI, where we're yeah. at, yeah. I was talking to Jerry Lazinski and John Anderson, and yeah. they were both like, she's our go-to person yeah. for research. And SEI is a big freaking organization. I know. Yeah. So we do the whole corporate side. So often we'll partner with an association mm -hmm. or, or like the institute to get data out. But we're often brought in to do some pretty significant corporate work as well. And that's often custom. Okay. So we've done some custom research with SEI. They've also sponsored some broader research. We've done this. And even with Client Insights, which is the name of the client feedback program, 
Often it's not just for an advisor. We're, we do some where we're doing an across-the-company survey and then cutting the data by 500 advisors. That just generates a ton of mm-hmm. constant learning. And so I draw on those insights. They're not a, a crisp, significant industry sample because it's from one firm, but it sure helps us learn. Sure. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit more. What kind of advisor should be getting this insights? So, I mean, it's fairly broad-based in that it's about asking clients for feedback. So I think we all need to do that. I would say that generally advisors aren't thinking about that until they have a rough base of clients. You okay. know? So maybe they've been in the industry three to five years. They're starting to think, have I even got a process in place that I want to assess around client experience? Mm-hmm. So that's generally when I find it. But then it just goes up from there. There okay. is, there's no point where you shouldn't be asking clients for feedback. How about frequency? Yeah, so generally, and I've relied more on our clients to tell us what works, and it seems to fall around 18 months. And Hmm. you could survey your clients every year, Mm -hmm. could, but a lot say, you know, we, like you said, they generate so much data. Right. There's so much follow-up that it takes time. Mm -hmm. And so just to give it some time. And then one of the things I really recommend is it's great to get benchmarks, right? So ask some, some of the questions can be the same, but... Maybe one year you're considering a new educational strategy or there's topics that you want to test. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Make some of those questions different each year and then you continue to get new insights. And it gotcha. doesn't become the same thing year after year. Let's talk about the action items because yeah. that was, again, the thing that totally blew me away 10 years ago when yeah. I looked at this. How do you help them with that? The reporting itself is very actionable, but on the dashboard, so every advisor that goes through it gets access to their own personal dashboard. All their reports are there. There's videos on how to interpret the results. And I should say, they all get a a one-hour coaching call at the end. So we make sure that they fully understand what they're going to do next. But then they can click on different objectives. So it literally says, what do you want to do today? I want to protect my clients at risk. So I click on that. It says, here are your clients at risk. And then here are the three steps to go through with the resources. So more step by step. Wow. I want to... I want to have deeper conversations with my clients. Then we've created, this is something we had before, but we've continued to do this idea of a meeting planner tool. So you can literally go in there, you select the name of a client, and it populates a meeting agenda for you just with the data that you want to go deeper on. You don't want to take a completed survey and start at the top and say, okay, let's review every answer you gave me, right? But it says, look, focus first on the relationship, then expectations, then additional opportunities, And then referrals, right, at the end. And then we try to teach them how to have that conversation. I don't mean to put you on the spot. Can you give us a price range on this? Yeah, absolutely. Well, we have partners like SEI where they're getting a discount. So, for example, for SEI advisors, it's $845. It's $995 normally. And, And that's surveying up to 250 households. And that's everything. So that's the kickoff meeting, the customization, the data, and the coaching call. If you have more clients than that, it increases a little. little. If you want team-based reporting, which in fairness a lot do. So if you have a multi-advisor team, you can get a dashboard that shows the aggregate. But then you can also see each individual advisor. You know, if you're a branch, for Mm -hmm. example, you might want to see that. 
or you might have a large team where each advisor doesn't want everybody else seeing their results. Sure. You know? So these are sort of customizations, if you will, mm-hmm. um, that we can accommodate, and it adds a few hundred dollars to it. Well, let's talk about ROI, because I yeah. get that question all the time. I, I hate that question, um, <laughs> uh, but uh, we do something kind of fundamentally different there. $1,000. Yeah. For one, just the knowledge to me seems like a hell of a price yeah. point. But I can think of one advisor specifically that mm-hmm. took your report mm-hmm. and and garnered another million dollars in assets yeah. because of the right questions, the identification, yeah. the referral piece that you had. I mean, are you hearing stories like that? Well, that's it. I mean, we look at all this opportunity. The reality is if you want the ROI story, it's one opportunity or one referral <laughs> right. and you're done. Right. And if we can't do that, I mean, with the data that comes out, yeah. It's all about follow-up, though, right? Yeah. I mean, it, looking at the data, it turns out, <laughs> doesn't create the ROI. <laughs> oh, my God. Are you serious? Yeah, this what? is a shock. <laughs> um, but we do everything that we can mm-hmm. to make sure you say, look, just click on your list of opportunities, talk to that one client, have the conversation, and let's see where we're going. And then yeah. we hear stories of, I got three referrals, yep. five referrals, ten referrals. It's, it's quite amazing. Well, the value of what you've created to me is, well, there's nobody who does this. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. Even if there's anybody who's in the same ballpark, they're sitting like way out in left mm-hmm. field. They're not even on the playing field. All of the data, all of your experience, the fact that you're revisiting this and bringing it back at a time where the commoditization of the relationship. I mean, there's so many layers of why this is so important. Tell me an objection. When you bring this, what what is something yeah. that somebody says and you're like, wow, that was legitimate objection on why they shouldn't do this? Well, I tell you the objection. I can argue whether they're legitimate or not. <laughs> okay, I'm, that's okay. good. Number one, fear. Oh God, yes. Right out of the gate. We've heard that uh, over the last couple of days. I'm just scared. And you look, here's what I say. Tens of thousands of surveys later, average satisfaction still like 4.5 out of 5. Wow. Let's not worry about that. It's not an issue. If you have some clients who aren't happy, you have to know who they yes. are, right? And it's okay. You probably know who they are. So there is an element, and I don't know if it's those of us who are type A or perfectionist. Uh-huh. It's like, it, there's, it's a vulnerability, I suppose. Sure, that's fair. Uh, I think we just need to get over that personally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we hear that, what you raised earlier, Some I did, my clients are over-surveyed, so we'll, we'll try to help them understand this is a bit more important. Okay. What else do we hear? I mean, those are the two... Well, I'm going to go back points. to the fear one, yeah, because yeah, honestly, yeah. if you're afraid... There's way deeper issues yes, there. And in fact, when we, while we were here, we interviewed Stephen and we were talking yeah. about the advisory council in a box right. that he has. And one of his biggest objections is I'm terrified to ask my, or the yeah. advisors, I'm terrified to ask my questions. But knowing is half the battle. Now I'm going back to the old G.I. Joe cartoon there um, <laughs> because at the end of the cartoon, they always used to say that. But even if I had the hint of client dissatisfaction, yeah. The other thing is one does not a trend make. Exactly. You might have that one pissed off client, but yeah. that doesn't mean they're all. Wouldn't you want to know that they're like one is pissed, but not everybody's exactly. pissed? I totally would want to know that. Yeah, I know. I think we extrapolate into these, yes. these fake trends in yep. our mind. And I remember working with a guy who once who said his analogy was with people who don't want to know. Mm-hmm. He said, look, if there's an axe murder in your bedroom, turning the lights off doesn't mean there's not an axe murder in your bedroom. <laughs> I was like, That's yeah, okay, awesome. Bit graphic, bit dark, <laughs> perhaps, but but that's the point. Look, they're still there. Yeah. 
just the fact that you don't unearth it and have that yeah. conversation. But I will tell you, look, I have this distinct recollection of an advisor coming to me and said, I had a client who rated me as neutral. We consider neutral an at-risk client, okay. not dissatisfied, neutral, because mm-hmm. they're open to a conversation, right? And he said... They were neutral. It was a $2 million client. Mm. And so I reached out. I said, can we talk about this? He said, the things that came up were so fixable. Like they were just, and he said, we started having a deeper conversation about this. We talked about why we're gathering feedback and how important this is. And he said, this is a client for life right now. So it was really interesting how some of this fear isn't even founded because it's fixable. Every advisor that we talk to, whether it's about podcasting or about branding, they always say it's the service. Yeah. If you don't have a gauge on that service, you can't look me in the eye and yeah. say, I have great service, right. unless I'm getting that feedback loop. Yeah. And look, we make so many assumptions, don't we? So whether it's about service, and I mean, you mentioned the work you do with podcasting is interesting too, because we make assumptions about what clients value, mm-hmm. right? I'm going to keep doing that newsletter because, well, nobody <laughs> sent it back, right? So it must be good. Yeah. But what if we asked questions like, how do you get information? Are you listening to podcasts? What do you, I mean, there, you could start to begin to paint a picture of, okay, my clients actually want insight in different ways. Mm-hmm. If advisors are unsure about stepping into a new way of marketing, uh-huh. ask the question. Ask the question. <laughs> right? Yeah. We'll find out. As a person who asks questions for a living, <laughs> like both of us do in a little different way, yeah. man, I love what comes out on the other end. Yeah. I really do. I love knowing. I love... I just feel so much more empowered that yeah. I'm doing a better job. I don't don't know. you? You feel in control because yeah. you're, there's no unknowns all yeah. of a sudden, which is mm. a pretty cool place to be. Wow. Do you use that? Do you talk about the feeling of control? That was really powerful. No, I don't, but I think I'm. Well, I just, I was just, I, I'm, I just <laughs> heard that. Forward. I was like, wow, that huh. really hit me in a place yeah. that. I think I'm going to write a blog on that. There Thanks, we go. Matt. Oh, hey, that's what I'm here for. Well, Julie, thank you so much for being All on the right. podcast. Website again? Uh, well, go to absoluteengagement.com okay. and you can find information there and happy to do demos for anyone who reaches out. Magnificent. Yeah. And also connect with you on social media. Yep. If you have not surveyed your clients, it's time. That's it. It's time. If you used Julie's thing uh, 10 years ago, guess what? It's time. If you surveyed your clients using some other survey that I don't think actually exists, it's time, right? The data that comes out of the back end of this is actionable data, and you will truly be able to say, I really do provide great service because look, I'm getting a 4.5 out of 5. Or, you know, last time I did the survey, I had a 4.0. Now I'm at 4.7. I'm making progress in the right direction. And it's also a great way to communicate that back to the clients and say, look, hey, you guys rated us here. We implemented what you said, and now you're rating us here. This is why we're here. That's real service, and I think that's a differentiator. Absolutely. And hey, share it with prospects. Share it with centers of influence if you're allowed. If you're allowed. Yeah. Okay. There's yeah. a caveat. Uh, good caveat. <laughs> we do say that a lot yes. on the show. Well, uh, once again, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. And we'll make sure that we have links to all of that in the show notes. If you have an idea or a guest idea for the podcast, all you have to do is email me at matt at topadvisorm. The M is for marketing.com. If you have any podcast topics or if you have any feedback on how we can do our jobs better, we'd love to hear from you. Also, please make sure that you connect with Julie. She really is one of the good ones in the industry who's doing great work for great advisors and truly can make you a great advisor. If you haven't subscribed, make sure you click the subscribe now button below. And if you know an advisor who needs to survey their clients, please just click the share button and make sure that this goes out to them so that they can make a difference in their clients' lives. So for everybody with Julie Littlechild, this is Matt Halloran at Top Advisor Marketing. We'll see you on the other side of the mic very soon. 
Are you ready to change the way you communicate with your clients? Are you tired of being the best kept secret in your area? Learn how to become a prolific online influencer, attract more ideal clients, and grow your business. Contact us today and see what the power of podcasting can do for your business. Click on the Contact Us link on our website at topadvisormarketing.com and set up a call to learn more. Follow us on LinkedIn and Facebook for more updates and information. This was brought to you by iris.xyz, a platform helping financial professionals become better in business and life through new media and new voices. Visit them and learn more at iris.xyz.